The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach Al Gross with Derek Kennard. And welcome to another Monday night. We got a very special show tonight. We have with us, joining us, Besides Al Gross and Derek Kennard, Mr. Lincoln Kennedy, all-pro tackle for the Oakland Raiders, and we're happy to have him tonight. And as we get started, DK, what do you got for us? Well, what we have on our lineup tonight with the NFL, we have the Cowboys. Um, we're going to talk about the Cowboys and and their win this past weekend. Cowboys again? Yeah, yeah we always going to talk about the Cowboys, big fella. Yeah, you might as well fix your mouth. And get <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, we have the Cardinals as well. We're going to talk about the, the problems the Cardinals are having. And we're going to talk about your beloved Browns and, and how they're – or uh, are they going to win another game this year? I, I have no. Oh come on idea. now, DK! Come on. And, and we we going to touch on our lovely, lovely Raiders. All all those first round draft picks, and they're starting to finally, finally um, put a couple of wins together. I'm I'm really proud of my my my, my Oakland Raiders, and I know our special guest tonight is going to love that. And then, of course, we want to talk about the uh, the Eagles, Michael Vick, and their their uh, big win last night, along with um, the Jets and uh, the Vikings. The Vikings, of course, lost their lost their coach today, and they have Mr. Frazier uh, as the interim coach. We're going to go into all those things. So, uh, uh, you want to uh, do the honors of introducing our our guest today and have him weigh in well, on some of the, well, some of our topics? Well, we we've already um, introduced Mr. Kennedy, but what I want to know from uh, Lincoln is uh, how about the resurgence of those Oakland Raiders? Now we're <laughs> we're, we're we're both from Northern California. Right. We grew right. up on the Raiders, right. and uh, you being a Raider uh, for so many years, and and they love you out there in the in the Northern right. California Bay Area. Talk about what's, what do you see as being the change of why they're playing a lot better than they have been. Well, first of all, thank you, Coach and DK, for having me. It's a, it's an honor to be here in front of both the two esteemed gentlemen who I have a utmost respect for. Uh, and, you know, and just you know, briefly speaking about the Raiders, the thing is this, is that it, it's long overdue, but I, I think we all agree in this room and, and probably all your listeners around the country that when the Raiders are doing well for National Football League, it's good for National Football League. There are there are programs that when it does well, the National Football League shines. 
I think the Raiders is one of those. For the last seven years, they've been they've been down. They've been talked about. They've had double digit losses. You know, broke all the wrong records, and now finally they turn things around. Now I'm not one of those guys who's going to jump out and say that they're a solid playoff team. Um, they might win the division because the di- division is in turmoil and it's anybody's game. Oh yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm a little fearful because what you saw yesterday between them and the Steelers is playoff caliber football. Absolutely. I thought that was an excellent game that they played and put together. I was just so proud to see those Raiders get uh, <laughs> but start at least start. They, they brung the uh, brung together all phases of the game. The the um, the offense had their running game going, and then that quarterback he's starting to jail. Uh, man, uh, it's wonderful to see McFadden. <laughs> yeah, McFadden, you, you watching again? He, he's speaking a little you bit more fondly than Jason Campbell did. <laughs> you talking about in general? Because yesterday, it was it was, it was an they got they, they, got, they, they got, got, got beat down. They, they got are, a little you, bit beat down. They, but they are you know they are like you said, DK running the football. Yeah. And, McFadden, and, and, yes, McFadden's starting to come around. We got to McFadden. Well, yes. it's about time. I mean, honestly, he's approaching the end of his first contract, and you guys know how it is when you're in that position. You know, you either be considered a bust or a must. That's you know right. what I mean? So uh, right now it's uh, it's about time he's been able to turn it on. This is the first season since he's been in the league he's been 100% healthy for whatever reason. But, you know, we put so much pressure as fans and guys who played the game on those first picks because you expect those guys to instantly step in and, and do something, you know, and it hasn't happened. So, you know, they're, they're still trying to figure out their issues. They just ran into – they basically ran into a brick wall yesterday by the Pittsburgh Steelers having given up a 100-yard rusher all year. They broke several records through nine, ten games about how many – least amount of rushing yards, an NFL record. And that's what the Raiders – that's the one thing the Raiders do well on offense is they run, run the, ball. the ball. They run the ball. And Dick LeBeau, you know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm from I'm – Cle- I'm on yeah. the Cleveland side. Yeah, yeah. But I do believe that you have to stop the run and you have to run the ball in December to be successful. Absolutely. Unless you want to be one of those foo-foo teams like the Patriots well, and the Colts. Well, you got a few of them there. And they're, they're, they're trendy right now. They're, they're trendy. But, uh, you know, as DK, you always preaching. What are you preaching all the time? Run the ball. You know, I'm always talking about <laughs> ground and pound, gash and gnash. You know what I'm talking about. Snot <laughs> bubbles. I want to bust, bubble your snot. I, I, I love that. But, you know, I, I, it's glad. I'm so happy to hear that you're you're jumping on the bandwagon about the running game, and especially running late in the season. You're starting to understand that the guys that does make the playoff and go deep into the playoffs and or the Super Bowl, you have to control the clock. Clock, control the ball and gnash and gash. Well, you know I'm a D, I'm a DB and, and I'm in here between two big offensive linemen and we there was a you, case. We ain't gonna hit you, big dog. Ain't I, I know I'm safe now because I, I'm the closest to the door and I can still move pretty good. <laughs> you but but, <laughs> but there won't be no snot bubbles coming out of here. <laughs> but anyway, but but the thing about it is uh, when you play a physical team. And you you play a team that's running the ball, you're gonna feel it in the fourth quarter if yeah. if, if they stick with it. But yeah. when you see teams that lose patience and then they abandon the running game, you know it's just uh, we like to play in those, those passing games, right? Yeah. Now yeah. Let's, let's let's move to the uh, some of the other games that went on yesterday. We had the Jets pull out another one. Mark Sanchez he mm-hmm. did it against my Browns. He got out and made some pass. But how do you get? 
a long pass down the sideline with seconds left in the game. Uh, we see teams giving up big, big game, you know, big, big yards late in the game, and uh, the the Jets pulled out another. One. What, what, what do you think about that, DK? Well, you, when you have that play action passing coming in and involved with the with the running game, see they had their running game going very well, and then he pulled that ball out, and then he got that Santana Holmes behind that safety. Oh, it was man. lights out once again, once yeah. again, third game in a row. Boy, he's been making some big plays. Did you get a chance to catch any of that Jets, oh, absolutely. That Jets and, game? And if you're a Jets fan right now, you're what we consider a cardiac kid because you're sitting <laughs> on the edge of your seat. You know, here's the thing, um, and you know this is this is all about a, a reputative reputational league and the fact we're repetitive is what the word I'm looking for. Everybody mocks everybody else. A long time ago, cover two was glamorous. Oh, yeah. But the problem with cover two, if you don't have safeties that can cover hash mark to sidelines, you put yourself in trouble. Yesterday, the Houston Texans are ranked absolutely last in the NFL as far as pass defense. Play a cover two. Right. And, you know, the Jason Allen, new, freshly acquired off of uh, Miami's uh, waiver wire, uh, is in there. He's, he's, he's bumping the receiver, lets him go, and Braylon Edwards is running down the sideline, and the safety is, gets there too late. And that's an ultimate no-no. You know, no, when, see, you're two minute, you know, when you're in a two-minute ball, you know, Al, you don't, right. you don't play. I'm, I'm trying to like find that. out if you played a little DB back in your day. I'm a student of the game. Let's all put some time in smart. You work with DK, you already know how smart we are. Right. So I'm a student of the game. We know how to handle our own. We know everything that goes on that football field. Yeah. But it's just it, it's just football one-on-one. When you do, when you have miss, mistakes like this, and this is mistakes that have played the Houston Texans all season. It has. I was a guy who was really high on them coming into the season because I finally thought they found their own. They had all the pieces on offense put together. Defense was starting to gel. They were starting to get some rush out of uh, you know out of Williams, the first round back draft yeah, choice of a couple line, years uh-huh. ago. Then they their their secondary falls apart, and that's basically the implosion of this team. This is the reason why this team can't win. It's the reason why this team won't win a division. And now you know, just like the Raiders and the AFC West, the AFC South is wide open because. Guys, I don't think Indianapolis is going to make it. And if that's the case and Jacksonville starts to take over, we know Tennessee's got their quarterback problems. Jacksonville's, Jacksonville's the best team in first. AFC South. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, Jacksonville's scary. in first place. How about that? Frightening. Boy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Jacksonville's right in, the, right in the driver's seat. Well, let's move to the. Let's move to the uh, Western Conference of the NFC, <laughs> and it's a mess also oh, yeah. with the Cardinals. We got the Rams. We got uh, uh, the, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and they all lost yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like nobody wants that. It's going to be – I'm, I'm seriously thinking a, a 7-9 and nine team might win that division you might have by one. You default. Might have, yeah, you might have and, a 508 or 7-9. and nine. You're right, yeah. Uh, and so we're still looking for – uh, the Cardinals to to get some type of consistency out of their quarterback Derek Anderson because they're pretty much that's going to be the guy for the rest of the season. Right. And then the defense, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 puzzled when you look at them on paper. Uh, the 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 players that they have, they have about four All Pros and and some good complimentary players that they picked up. I can't understand why they give up so many points. What's what's going on, DK? That's your, that's your former team. Well, they they have some inconsistency going on with their, the defensive line. They're not uh, they're allowing they're just not getting after the pass, and uh, they're, they're allowing too much uh, too many people to just run right over them. And uh, I, I, you know, I thought they had that that was the strength of their defense at first, but uh, now it's pretty much the weakness of that team. But you can make any defense 
a below average defense if you have an offense that's doing three and outs all game long. Yeah. You can you yeah. can, you got to keep your defense off the field. You can make a, a a number one defense in the entire league like the Baltimore Ravens a a, a below average defense once you do a bunch of those three and outs and send them boys back out there <laughs> right back out there. You know you see the drill. Been there before. Been there, <laughs> been there before. So we, they have not been consistent on the offensive side of the ball just to get those boy, keep those boys off the field and fresh and ready to get after that passer and or so those DBs can stay fresh. But uh, that's that's been a big problem back there in the backfield as well. So well, we got some. Uh, we that is a problem, and we have some drama going on in the NFL. Uh, we got Childress getting fired in Minnesota, and then we have. Our uh, uh, drama filled Vince Young. Here he goes again. He stormed off the field after yeah. getting pulled yeah. uh, for the for the game, and I think we got a. I've never seen that uh, back in the day when we were. I don't know if we if you've seen that much drama when we were back when we were playing, but uh, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk some more to Lincoln Kennedy. And we're going to get into some uh, what's going on in the collective bargaining agreement sure. that's going on sure. now. And we'll hear straight from the president of the Arizona on, next on From Under the Helmet. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. Are you ready for an old-school, in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You 
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We have uh, Coach Al Gross here with Derek Kennard, and uh, our guest today is Mr. Lincoln Kennedy, uh, a uh, former pro from the uh, Oakland Raiders. And we have a few topics we'd like to cover for, uh, with our uh, collective bargaining agreement. And, uh, of course, uh, you are our president of Retired NFL Players Association, and um, we have these issues and problems of what's uh, that's occurring with the current players, former players, but um, I don't want to see us go without an NFL season. Yeah. I like to see uh, the former players getting taken care of as well as the uh, current players. Yeah. Uh, but um, what's on the table, what's not on the table, what, uh, what are we trying to get resolved here? Uh, well, uh, I guess to, to, to short, summarize it as briefly as I can, it's like the Republicans and Democrats in office. You can't get anybody to agree on anything. You know what I mean? Right, right now we're at an impasse. Um, you know, and just speaking from the retire standpoint, uh, we've, we've understood, because we've all played the game, we understood over the last five, ten years the amount of media scrutiny that's been paid to concussions, to, you know, um, stars falling off and being forgotten about. And... Of course, the NFL wants to try to cover up that black eye, if you will. Yeah, um, right. they want to try to do something better. But of course, you also have, we also have to understand and realize that this is big business. The NFL has taken notes of you know other conglomerates that have come and gone in recent past. GM, a lot of the the big automakers, because what they did is you know GM had uh, a philosophy where they were going to take care of their own. If you became vested and you retired with GM, you had a pension, you had uh, insurance and stuff like that. Sure, those types of models basically, in effort, in in essence, became its downfall. And they couldn't keep up. The NFL doesn't want to see that. We also understand as former players, the NFL is all about here and now. The moment we take off that helmet and take off those cleats, we no longer make money for them, the right. teams. Right. So they honestly, they want to forget about us. Yes. They would love to forget about us and they would just love, hey, thank you for coming around. You know, Take sure. your money and, and go. We as players also understand that it's not that easy to walk away from the game. Right. You and right. the coach have got your radio show where you guys focus on the game. You're always in the celebrities' eyes. You'll always be remembered for the teams that you played for. Sure. And so you have that you you have that history and you would want that team to to, to show you some respect in return. Right. Right. That's the impasse. Wonderful. That's where we're at right Wonderful. now. You see what I'm saying? We right. we can't you're not going to get the NFL to just come out and agree, let's take care of X, let's take care of Y, because in all honesty, the owners are griping that they're losing money. Uh, we, know, we know that's well, not true. But, well, but, but here's, yeah. here's the, this is where you're at the impasse. A boss comes to his employee and says, we're losing money. We, don't, we have to cut back on X, Y, and Z. What's the employee's reaction? Show me the books. How right. are we losing that's money? That's right. right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. the impasse. Now, right. as a boss, you don't have to open your books up to anybody. But that's the impasse. Okay. You see all these new okay. stadiums going up. You see all this new TV revenue and stuff right. like that. I'm just like you guys. I don't want to see a lockout. I don't want to see not a, a, a year that doesn't have NFL. But in all honesty, if you think about it, as an owner of a major corporation, which is the NFL is, they don't have to put a product on the field to get paid. 
That's the thing. That's there, there's some things that the owners did. Now I've been through, went through two strikes. Yes. I'm, I'm a little bit older uh, than I'm a couple of years older. I ain't gonna tell y'all how many. <laughs> but, it's all good. but I've gone through two strikes, uh, and with the advent of technology. We have the NFL Network constantly showing flashbacks of the good old days when the league was was getting pop- popular, right. and before they paid before they paid players right. like they do now. Right. Right. Now they got video games and all these this new technology where they're throwing the numbers and the throwback right. teams. And if what if this team played that team? Right. And you can do all that stuff now, but you still can't find a way to take care of guys that are uh, are, are suffering from brain trauma. You have uh, guys like Mike Webster who died. Uh, yes. It shouldn't have been like that way. Yes. You got guys like Earl Campbell, oh, yeah. you know, who can't walk. Right, and right. it's time that we 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 start to you know the league starts to do it. And I know uh, uh, Roger Goodell is embarrassed by that when he took over, and he did something by getting rid of the old doctors. They had a bunch of doctors that would turn down everything and say no, no, no. Right, uh, right. The evidence was staring them square in the face with the retirement of some of these big names players so they had to do something mm-hmm. he uh, unlike uh, Tagliabu reverse field fired these, these doctors and I have to commend him for that but now here we go they getting paid no matter what they do mm-hmm. they get the TV money mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. so they're already planning on a lockout mm-hmm. so uh, it's a good thing that uh, some the leadership of the players union like yourself Lincoln and they went out and got a guy that can play that game with mm-hmm. them and Demari Smith mm-hmm. who uh, from what I understand is tied in with uh, uh, Eric Holder mm-hmm. and Barack Obama mm-hmm. and uh, if these guys Going to this thing and not wanting to bargain in good faith. I'm hoping that Congress will step in like they did with the steroids right. and baseball right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. and do something to make these owners come to the table because they, they don't have to. Well, you have to understand this, that the owners, because the league has been around and now you know this because you've been through strikes, the owners have worked it to where they're exempt from a lot of things that Congress can touch. That's right. Yeah, they've got right. a tax exempt status. They've got a number of antitrust things that are set up to where Congress can't trust. Now, I mean, Congress can't touch. Now, you have to understand that they Congress might be able to step in and 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 say, well, you you have to open up the doors, but you don't have you can't force you can't force an owner to open up his place and allow people to work. You can't force him to do that. What you're going to see, and this is honestly, this is the way we think it's going to play out. It's like business as usual. Throughout the rest of the year, you'll see the playoffs, you'll see the Super Bowl, you'll see the combine, you'll see the, you, you you'll see people start working up towards the draft. You might even see a draft. Will we but see a draft? It, you, I, I think it will be business as usual until it comes to mini camps and training camps, because all those things make money, and they don't have to pay out money. Okay, and, okay. You see okay. what I'm saying? So where where is the impasse at when we when we talk about the the uh, the players right now make fifty one percent and the owners get forty nine and um, uh, what are we asking and what are they trying to to uh, uh, well under under the existing collective bargaining agreement and of course it has expired it was a little bit bigger piece of the pie that was going uh, towards the players it was close to sixty percent and the owners said they wanted a bigger chunk of that back. Um, 
and basically they said because we're losing money and we don't have this and we don't have this, we want we want it back. So De Maurice and, and the union had said, okay, we'll just open up the books. Just show us, show us where you're losing money. Right, right. Because as you mentioned, with all the video games, the technology, NFL Network, they're making money on the backs of us, and we don't even play anymore. Right. Nor do we see any residuals from it. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's not like they're. It's not like EA Sports is cutting you or you me a check, no, saying not. that you're 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 on our video game. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Right. So the salaries have gotten bigger for the current NFL player because that's the money maker, the current NFL player. But they've also done things with technology off the backs of the former NFL players, and that's where we come in, where we're trying to stand up and say, hey, can we get a voice in this? Can we be heard? Because we were a part of it. I'm standing on the shoulders of you and the people that came before me. And what I'm trying to do is, as, a, as a chapter president here in Arizona is become self-sustaining to where I can help my brothers out when they come needing right. because we can't rely on the powers that be. Right. You know, we've got injuries, we've got debilitations that we can't go out and get insured for, and we have no way of taking care of ourselves. So, you know, it's always been my philosophy that I believe guys need a hand up, not a hand out. Right. right. You see what I'm right. saying? And, right. you know, I'm kind of like that uh, that lo- that lawyer commercial, come on, it's my money and exactly. I need exactly. it now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Well, you know what? You know what? I, I you had Madden came out uh, with uh, the Madden game, and mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, they had me on the uh, Cowboys in '96. Mm-hmm. And they, not that uh, snot bubbles oh, out there on the game well, too. I had a kid. I had a, I had a kid tell me from my school the other day that right. he this kid wasn't even born when this game. He said it was his dad's game, so right. he plugged it in and played it, and he got the ball to number sixty, which was me. Right. He made a touchdown. I said, <laughs> I said like Popeye, blow me down. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You, it's fantastic that the kid had some enjoyment out of right. it, and he was able to come to school that day and right. talk talk to me about that. But I don't see no residuals from no. all that. This kid no. coming telling me about myself just no. scored a touchdown no. on a video game. Well, that's that that again is where the impasse is. And as former players, we're only asking for a little bit of help. We're not. It's not. See, most of the current players have this misconstrued conception that we're asking for a handout. No. no. Give us some no. money. Give us no, no. What we're trying to understand is what we're we're trying to let everybody know. Look, if we can't get insurance on our own, at least provide a vessel to where we can get medical insurance through. Right. You see what I'm right. saying? Right. If we can't, if we can't, you know, necessarily get a job working for UPS or Current, just at least provide a vessel that way we can get a job through or some sort of affiliation that we can get a job through. Remember, that's a hand up. That's not a hand, hand out. out. Right. I'm not asking for anything for free, and that's what I preach to all my guys in my chapter. DK knows. Yes. We're about hand, we're about giving a hand up. That's just the way I see things. Right. You see, because I know this league wouldn't be there if it wasn't for players like you and yourself. Yeah. And 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 it's the same thing for DK. Right. I, I watch DK. We had a chance to play against one. I mean, there's things that intersect that make this game so great. The impasse is all the players want is their fair share of the pot. The owners want to take a little bit of that back. The bad part about it is that the owners can still get paid in this situation, and they don't have to put a product on the field. And the NFL has made a conscious effort to separate people from the last strike from people from now because they don't want you talking to the young guys and the current guys. Right, right. And, you know, I have to give credit to the executive committee for taking a couple players and putting them at the table because what happens in history is that the people who haven't gone through it 
the players, they will never know You're that they're using the same tactics absolutely. as they used before. Because we saw the players, this we, we saw the scab players mm-hmm. go in, mm-hmm. and guys from certain teams run back in mm-hmm. and get paid a little extra money, and they broke the union up that way, where we had to go in, and, and finally everybody went in without getting any concessions right. from the owners. But it's a new day, mm-hmm. and we're going to be optimistic about what what's going to happen. Uh, we're oh. We, I don't think that we're at – we're owed some things right. uh, is the way I look at it. And I think uh, the players have, are coming around, and I think so far DeMari Smith is doing a tremendous job of handling this thing because it's complicated. Right. And, and some, of this, some of the facts we will never know. Uh, right. That are coming out, but thank thank God we got you well, as our as our new president. You know, I, here. I appreciate and, that uh, very much. Only thing I, I'll say in, in closing in this matter is that I honestly hope that when it comes down to negotiations, we find a way to appease everybody. Because I'm so fearful that De Maurice. Because you understand, look at look at what Gene Upshaw when you know rest his soul uh, when he was alive, he kept labor peace. And we always had we. It might not have been beneficial for everybody. Right. We had right. people griping and stuff like that. I understand that, but it was labor peace. There was a product on the field. Right. The, what I'm most fearful in this situation is because the NFL has made a conscious effort to separate those generations and not put them in touch with one another. That the current union, the current player, would fold quickly when they don't start getting that check. Right. And that's the problem where I see right now. And I would like to come back to that before we go into our college football segment. And thank you for being here and talking My about pleasure, this. I brother. appreciate it. And I hope you stick around just a little while longer so we can touch on that. Yeah. Right on. We'll be right back here from Under the Helmet with Al Bubba Gross and Derek Kennard. Bang! Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages, so tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach al gross we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show and we're back with our special guest lincoln kennedy i'm the coach al gross with Derek Kennard. And we're going into this last segment, uh, not the last segment, but we're going to go into our college football segment. But before we do, I did a little homework. Oh, boy. And Mr. Lincoln Kennedy has been in movies. Oh, gosh. He's been on TV. You're not supposed to tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He's also uh, on a radio, and uh, he's not just a football player, but a very intelligent young man, uh, oh, as you guys can hear. And Brad Childress just got fired today. Mm-hmm. And uh, DK... What in the world happened to 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 Brad Childress? He went down and got Brett Favre uh, off off the couch. He yeah. sent sent a few players. I guess sent some players down there. Maybe. Maybe we, sh- maybe the Cardinals should have sent somebody after Kurt Warner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have. They should have sent Kurt Warner a, a limo and and uh, <clears throat> the whole church choir mm-hmm. to to help get him out of retirement. But you know what? This thing is uh, has bottomed out here in Minnesota, and now uh, you know this uh, it's run its course, and now they're they're at the uh, they're at the fork in the road with uh, Brett Favre and and Childress, and I think they're going to try to play this thing out with uh, Brett Favre at the quarterback him, and uh, and or uh, should they should they start building for the future with uh, the young man that's been put in the back seat every time they bring yeah, Tavares Jackson. Tavares Jackson, he's been taking. The back seat every time they bring Brett Favre back, and that's that's a tough thing because this kid he, he is extremely talented. They haven't been getting given uh, uh, my man uh, all day the ball at all, and uh, they've just been focusing in on that, that passing game, and uh, that's part of their downfall as well. What do you think, Lincoln? Well, you know what? I honestly think that Brad Childers two years ago made a bed that he really couldn't afford to sleep in when he decided to kiss <laughs> the the eternal butt of Brett Favre when he when he showed. He was like a little, like a little schoolgirl, a little groupie, if you will. How he decided to take off training camp and drive his truck down to pick up Brett Favre from the airport when the personal plane bought him in. 
I honestly thought at that point that, first of all, you just allowed this man. I have the utmost respect for Brett Favre, so let me just preface this. Utmost respect for Brett Favre. I think he's a phenomenal player. Future Hall of Famer would have loved to have blocked for him because his personality, his his charisma, as well as his just overall energy yeah. was, is, is uh, you know insightful and really want to be a part of it. But no one person is bigger than the game. I've said this on my radio show on Fox Sports time and time again. No one person is bigger than the game. The way the Minnesota Vikings and Brad Childress especially handled this entire Brett Favre situation, they made one person bigger than the game because it created a soap opera yes, they year have. after year of when we're going to get him, when he's coming in, what's he going to do, and this and that. Now, Brett, you know, Brad Childress began to alienate himself at that point. It reached its pinnacle last. You saw it yesterday because the guys just flat out quit. Yes, they did. They yes, quit. flat out quit yeah. against Green yeah. Bay. Yeah, that, that that was horrible to see because this Green Bay is that the, their arch rival and yeah. and they, they just did not put up a good performance against it and it, it just about shut them down. Yeah. Well, I got to give Green Bay and the ownership and the ownership and management of Green Bay a lot of credit because they saw this coming, mm-hmm. and now we see Aaron Rodgers is one of the best, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Uh, they they got tired of uh, playing. The, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Uh, soap opera and. and and when we have Minnesota, who had the Randy Moss thing that mm-hmm. I think uh, was Childress's pulling the trigger on yep. that one. Then he then he pulled the plug on it after Randy Moss saw right. the situation. And you get more. You already got Brett Favre. And then you bring in the, the diva of all divas right. next to T.O. and Ocho Cinco right. and Randy Moss. Right. And then you add that to the locker room. I got a feel for a guy like Adrian Peterson, uh, who is a, who, who plays hard and is a citizen and who has to go through that. And you're going to have problems in a locker room when you start doing stuff like that, especially when you don't get the W. Because right. when you don't win, all the stuff comes to the That's top, right. everything shows. and everybody starts pointing fingers. I just want to know who did uh, who's that catering service that Moss got fired. <laughs> <laughs> he said he wouldn't feed what this stuff. What did they serve? Uh, what did they oh serve that God. day? You know, we actually had a chance to talk to the owner of that restaurant. I forget the food chain uh, up there, but it's a pretty predominant uh, buffet style restaurant up there in, in the Minnesota area. And you know, for what it's worth, it actually did wonders for his restaurant because more business came in because they wanted to see. Good for him. So I mean, you know, he's, and he said he's been doing you know buffet style food uh, lunches and breakfasts for the Vikings forever and never ever had an issue had a problem so I think it was just more or less Randy being Randy and showing out in fact that he didn't want to be there he didn't want uh, to be anything there. else oh, yeah 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 that sounds more like it uh, he just didn't want to be there. he just didn't want but to be there but you also know guys that we come from an age where we policed ourselves oh, yeah. so everybody had guys on the team that would get up and slap the taste out of somebody's mouth if they right. acted up right there's nothing present here because no one no. stepped in yeah. to, to defend that, that man who was just trying to earn a living. You know, even, even if the food wasn't up to par, you, you, you as a player really don't have any business saying that and being an yeah. obscene and being a jerk about it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah he's got enough money to have somebody go get him some McDonald's exactly. or get something. Out, go right. go, go, go get, get your own That's right. Yeah. Come on now. No, he didn't have a Ricky Jackson or or a Charles Haley in the locker room to to slap the taste out of his mouth. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what's wrong with the league today, to be honest with you that, guys. That you is, see a lot of personalities out there, yeah. and it's because guys do not police themselves anymore. And you know what? When I look at the winning teams, 
there's something that's been a constant that has gone way back to the 50s and it's strong leadership in the locker room. It still comes down to that. When you see a lot of your leaders, your, your, your emotional and your stability start walking out the door because of contract, because of money, and you get the, the general managers that think that uh, they can replace certain people, you can't replace Leaders in the locker room that no. young guys respect that they can go over and say, "Hey, man, you stand out till three thirty in the morning. Get your buddy in early, right. and it's nothing happening out right. there. You need guys like that." Yes, so, sir. and DK, you've been on a Super Bowl team. Yeah, Were you it, that guy? Were it, you that guy getting those young guys hurting right. them in? <laughs> Well, you know, I've I've been out there where uh, uh, not out there at three in the morning. No, that that's that, that wasn't me. But I tell you what, we had some situations where uh, a Charles Haley would come to us on the sideline and said, "Brother, three and out ain't getting it done, bro. You got to stay out there and and, and put a drive together and get some points. You, we're gonna make a deal. The deal is you have to score more than twenty one points, and we're gonna hold them under twenty. Can you handle that?" Oh, I got you, big fella. Man. So now, now we got guys out there like Nate Newton and Larry, big, big Larry, putting people on their backs and myself. And then now we moving that ball oh, on that lead draw. And Moose Johnson. Yeah, and of course we got we got uh, uh, Michael Irvin crying about I ain't getting the ball. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> that's another one of the receivers I wish I could have played against. But it's but it's but it's it's out of it's situations like that where you guys kept in check that Michael Irvin. Personality. Right. You'll Absolutely. get your times, big you, fella. You'll, you'll get, get your, your chance. You'll he get your time. We just, you know, we we got to rely on it. It's it's what we've gotten away from. You talk to most of the teams. There's and they'll they'll all say the same thing. There's no senior leadership in the room. There's right. nobody who's who's really to take control. And it usually came from the big guys on the, the teams. That's right. right. The big That's defensive right. linemen or big defense or the big offensive linemen. It was usually the big guys because they could enforce it. You see what I'm saying? They can enforce it, you know, because offensive line mentality is one of us getting a fight. We all get in a fight. So, right. you know, that's regardless right. of how you feel about that, see, that's on the good teams. Some of them, the cupcake teams, you, you know, well, that's, why, and that's why that's what makes a good. That's, that's why they're soft cheesecake. Team. That's exactly right. So I'm, you know, I'm doing good, man. If something comes off, jumps off in here, I got some backup. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you're, you're in good company, brother. You're in good company. Well, hey, let's move on to our college segment. We need to talk about this BCS and is uh, is it BS? <laughs> 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 you know, we got we had Oregon and uh, Auburn at the top at one and two, and TCU and and Boise rounding out three and uh, two, uh, three and four, and LSU, Stanford, and Wisconsin uh, rounding off uh, five, six, and seven, with Ohio State bringing up the rear down there, and uh, you know we got uh, Nevada down there at uh, number nineteen. I, I had to mention oh, that boy. because I don't see U of A in there. Well, and, U of A is playing Oregon this Saturday, oh, and um, you know I'm 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 praying that. That, that off weekend, they got everybody healthy and they can go up there and, and just have a nice showing. But they should, uh, hopefully they'll pull off the upset and be the spoilers. But well, I that, got bad uh, news for you. They're going to bend you over, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> but what we do have, we had a Boise State team that put up 51 points on uh, Fresno State, uh, which I thought was a decent football team. Yeah. And that Boise State team is to be reckoned with. Uh, and they got your Nevada Arena Wolfpack. So we're going to find out if the pistol can handle the blue turf. But <laughs> that's it's right. That's it's right. Play, it's played at Reno, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's on Friday night. Stay tuned because the pistol's coming to a channel near you soon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, uh, that, that that's going to be an interesting game. So uh, you got, we got to keep our eyes peeled on that. Uh, uh, what do you think about uh, about Boise State? Uh, uh, you know, their their contenders are pretenders uh, in, in in this BCS race. Oh, they got to be considered uh, contenders. What, what, what do you think, Lincoln? I definitely think they're contenders. I just feel bad for schools like Boise and TCU because they're not part of the big the big picture. Right. See what I'm saying? My my thinking is this: is that if you and I feel bad for all the, the the schools that are involved. It's not just these two, but it's these two that are in the top of the rankings. You know, these guys go out there and have the best season they have. Beat everybody they down like they they cross paths with. Right. They still don't get a chance to pay for a national championship. They don't get a chance to complete compete for a national championship. Right. I think that's wrong. Right. So when it comes to the BCS, I think it's BS. Yeah. Um, you know, we honestly need a playoff system, and that's not going to happen anytime soon, guys. So what the the powers, in my opinion, the powers need to do, uh, powers that be need to do, is just go out there and, and form super super conferences. You know, have, you know, have one out west, you have one up north, like the big whatever, the pack whatever, four, you right. know, southeast conference and one back. This would be four super conferences that play out once one another, have a conference championship, send it to the big bowl games. That's right. I, I, I agree. I hadn't really heard that segment, but uh, that section yeah. uh, of the of the saying being put like that. But we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll give the Monday night preview of the game between the San Diego Chargers and the Denver Broncos back here on From Under the Helmet. Yes. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports joe cribs no average joe is here for you the fan to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports we'll discuss not only the headliners but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today it's a forum for the sports fan hosted by joe cribs a three-time pro bowler with the buffalo bills joe is a 10-year pro football veteran a former southeastern conference most valuable player and a member of the alabama sports hall of fame discuss the topics with joe cribs no average joe mondays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific on the voice america sports network Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. From Under the Helmet with uh, Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard, and we have our special guest here with Mr. Lincoln Kennedy. And we have the Broncos and Chargers up tonight for our Monday night matchup. It's going to be a humdinger. I know this to you. These two teams, uh, you know, Denver have a losing record of 3-6, and six, and San Diego is 4-5. and five. Uh, both teams uh, seem to be struggling. Um, what are your takes on these? These two teams do not like each other. They are in the same division, been in the same division for a long, just as long as I can remember. And um, I remember these matchups being very, very competitive back in the day. And uh, and uh, even back when you were playing there, Lincoln, that these uh, were some really good, to- uh, really tough matchups here. But with that said, <clears throat> these two teams, uh, you know, uh, Denver is struggling this year, and San Diego has their struggles, but uh, they look like they're trying to get some guys back healthy. They got that Jackson kid coming back at the wide receiver, and uh, um, that darn, they got a brand new running back they just broke in. He's starting to he's starting to run the ball fairly effectively. Uh, that's if they can stick to their their game plan. They usually get out of their game plan as soon as you. St- Stick it to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got both of these teams that are, are going to score some points. They throw the ball or they like to throw the ball around. I think they're like one and three in the league in passing yards. And then you got them both on the other side of the ball str- struggling to keep people from scoring. So it's going to come down to good old-fashioned football. Who can put the most pressure on the quarterback and who's going to make the most turnovers is going to be the, the, t- the team that wins. But I'm going to go with San Diego just because they're playing at home. And I think that uh, they have a little bit better team. Uh, but this is another conference that, uh, you know, 6-4. and four, We're looking at the Chiefs, <laughs> who the Broncos blew out mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, Oakland at 500. Uh, or what are they? Five and six. Five and five. They're five and five. So this is another one about the uh, where it's anybody's game. Whoever can get on a run and win five or six out of the next few games is going to win that division. Well, it's, I consider it hot garbage division right now. It's hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at this way. My perspective is like yeah, it's a hot mess. So th- my perspective is this: uh, coming into the season, no one really expected Denver to do anything. Um, sort of fill, fill in their own. I, I think Josh McDaniels' season last year, when the Broncos came out of the gate and ran off that streak, uh, like eight and zero, started like eight and zero before they had their first loss, was sort of a misnomer, and 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 and, and no one really took it for granted. San Diego is another team that's just had its internal issues. I think the whole Vincent Jackson issue, I think the whole Sean Merriman issue, all the contracts and the Marcus uh, McNeil uh, issue with the left tackle with them, all the things that have happened in San Diego are internal player control issues and player general manager. Now they've got to find a way to put it together. On on paper, San Diego's a better team. So San Diego should easily handle the Broncos. Uh, The Broncos blew out Kansas City last week, but the week before, prior to that, they got blew out by the Raiders at home. So no one ever saw those things happening. Um, That's why I think it's like a hot mess division, a hot mess game right now. Somebody's got to win. I think San Diego's a better team. I think San Diego should win and will win this football game. And I honestly see San Diego getting on a streak 
to maybe make a run. Don't forget, this team in the San Diego Chargers is a team that won 11 in a row last year. Yeah, that's their normal playoffs. They, they, so they, they turned it on late, so they're good at that. Well, 60% of their offense goes through that big tight end they have down there in San Diego. Gates, Antonio Gates. That, that, that boy there, he is special. Now, he's has a toe injury that's been been hampering him uh, most of the season, and uh, I think he set out the last two games. So is he available tonight? What, what does he show up on the on the injury report today? Uh, he's going to play. He's going to play. And uh, they'll go to him quite often. Phillip Rivers has uh, proven over the last few years a success comes from uh, him being able to go to Gates and then it opens up those wide receivers but they've really missed Vincent Jackson this year uh, they got some fill-ins and even with that uh, North Turner I, I, I don't believe he's a head coach mm-hmm. uh, because he's a little bit too nice he's one of those nice coaches that <laughs> lets the locker room get a little bit soft like Wade Phillips yeah. but at the same time uh, he could call an offense, and he was—he was, he was in, I believe, he was the coach in Dallas calling the plays when you yeah. won your Super Bowl ring. Right? No, no, he—he he left just before I, uh, I oh, arrived, okay. so he my took bad, off. My bad. He took off with Jimmy. When Jimmy left, he left, so that was his ticket. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm—I'm I'm going back to Gates. He's a—he's a big part of that offense, and if I was that uh, uh, the linebacker that's lining up on, uh, over him, or the or the safety lining up over him, I'd step on his toe. What you, <laughs> you guys, I don't think you guys ever sustained a big toe injury like I have. I, I, I have. And I would, I'm telling you right now, I would step on his toe when he got off the bus. Well, you start messing with people's feet. Now. They'll be ready to fight. You might have somebody get fined out right there. there. That's fighting words. <laughs> you step on okay. your feet. Okay. Well, now, go ahead, DK. Well, I just, I just think that this young man is such a big part of the offense, and he's, he is a, a key component for, for, for the San Diego Chargers, and they're going to have to shut that man down because I know he's going to get that toe shot up because he wants to play this game and he wants to help his ball club win. This is a divi- divisional rivalry. They, 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 they're in a must-win situation. Hey, sad. they got a game ground on that Kansas City and Oakland. You know, they they um, it's it's time. It's winning time. It's it's, it's uh, Thanksgiving time. Is the time for us to get ready for the playoffs? And uh, you know, they they've extended the season down into the, the January. I understand, but good lord, man, it's uh, it's that time of the year. <laughs> yeah, it is, and and it's been proven over the years that uh, the team that can run the football. In, in in December, that's been the old saying, if you can run the ball in December when the weather gets bad, you're going to be a winning team. Usually you go pretty far in the playoffs. Give me key matchups on this game at the wideout receivers. Who's the key matchups on that cornerback from Denver uh, lined up on Jackson out there? Is Jackson coming in this week? Well, Jackson will probably get in and play. You know, I think Champ Bailey will probably be isolated on him because he's right. been their, their shutdown corner in Denver. But this is a t- defense that's in turmoil because they've had a lot of injuries. They can't apply pressure on the quarterback by just rushing their down four. They've got to bring blitzes, which opens up the secondary. And, and Phillip right. Rivers is notorious for picking apart defenses. Right, right. He, he's going to burn them. He's going to burn them. As soon as they start sending the blitz, he know who his hot guy is. Right. I love quarterbacks that know who their hot guy is because we can only block five. And uh, we put a, t- a tight end and or a fullback on that six guy. But that, that, but that other guy that's coming off the edge, he's hot. That's, 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 your, that's your guy. That's right. Quarterback. And Lincoln, we, we, before we close, we got a couple minutes here. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing here. We're in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we've already mentioned that you're the right. uh, president of the uh, 
NFL, NFL retired chapter. players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us what's going on with you. Well, the other things that I own my own insurance agency. So for all your listeners that might be in the state of Arizona, you can uh, always look me up on LincolnKennedy72.com. That's my website, and um, we're, we're doing things statewide with the insurance game. Um, I also have a radio show on the weekends on Fox Sports Radio, as I mentioned earlier. On Saturdays, I'm on 9 to 1 Pacific with Anthony Gargano. We call our show The Fellas, Hanging with the Fellas. <laughs> I like and that on show. Sunday, where I'm on in the evenings after the NFL, it's kind of an NFL wrap-up show from 5 to 8. Uh, and you can check your local listings on Fox Sports Radio and Satellite and XM Series. All right. right on. All right. What are you doing there, Al? Well, we have Hitman Sports Training. Go to hitmansportstraining.com. We're doing some combine training that's getting ready to start up. Uh, there's, there's these high school seasons wind down. And, DK, what do you got going? I got um, uh, Blueprint Education with Kids at Hope as uh, the school. I'm the school counselor. I also help my son out with Pro Edge Performance out there in Chandler, Arizona. And um, we're just having a good old time right here on the on the voice of america from, from under the helmet, under the helmet big fella. <laughs> and we want to thank you for another monday night joining us we hope to hear you have you back and we want to thank our special guest host oh. guest lincoln kennedy from Pleasure the oakland raiders thank you gentlemen for coming out and we'll see you next week thank you amen Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.